Here are five common task management mistakes and how you can avoid them. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast, episode number 165. As always, it is an absolute pleasure to have you listening today. I really do appreciate your time, so thank you for tuning in. And today, I have five common to-do list mistakes and how you can avoid them. If you want to read the blog post for this episode or get access to links and things that I've mentioned today, you will find those at paulminers.com slash 165. So, to-do lists. We create to-do lists all the time with the very best of intentions to you know, plan our work so that we can be more productive. But if we're not careful, a task list or a to-do list can quickly become very bloated, gets very messy and overwhelming. It can just lead to us feeling guilty and really less productive than before. And managing your to-do list can start to feel like a real chore. Um, maybe this is something you've felt before. As I've worked with more and more clients to help them with Asana, I've noticed some very common task management mistakes coming up again and again. So I wanted to talk about those and give you some strategies for how to avoid them. So if you are someone that struggles with task management, that gets overwhelmed by their to-do list, then I'm sure you're gonna get a few uh, ideas from this, this episode today. So the first mistake is number one, misusing your task list. Uh, this is one of the biggest causes of a bloated task list, um, is where you add things to your to your task list that really shouldn't be there. So for example, I see clients add things like articles, books they want to read, or ideas they've come up with, contacts and notes, all this kind of stuff to their task list. And the rationale, I get it, the rationale is that it's better to have all of this information in one place. So I get why people try and do this, just try and to, to try and have a bit of an everything system. The issue is that all of that noise, these articles, ideas and things, means that your actual work, the things that you need to do, gets lost in that mess. So when deciding whether something belongs on your task list or not, the criteria is pretty simple. It is this. You should just be asking yourself, is this actionable? If so, put it on your task list. If not, it really doesn't belong there. And this is something I've talked about before um, on the podcast. I also have my productivity blueprint, which you can download f for free on my website. This is where you know you need to use the right tool for the right job. And th so things like ideas that you've had, articles that you want to keep, those types of things really belong in an app like Evernote, Apple Notes, OneNote, whatever it is that you use. And if they ever become actionable, like if maybe it's an idea that you're, you're thinking about, if it but turns into an, uh, something you want to do or a project, you can then add it to your task list. So being more selective about what goes onto your task list will help cut down on the mess, making it just easier to identify and prioritize the actual work that you need to do. So number two, the next mistake, is not being specific with due dates. Uh, this mistake happens when due dates are either not added to a task because sometimes there is no hard or strict deadline for a task. And so it just has to be done at, done at some point in time. So I, I see people just leave the due dates blank and I say, why isn't there a due date on that? And they say, well, there is no due date. I'll just do it when I can. Or when all of your tasks are due at the end of the week, maybe you put everything due on a Friday and you would do that to signify this has just got to be done by the end of the week. I'll find time to do it, do it during the week. In either of these cases, I view this as sort of a lazy approach to task management. 
And so thinking about specific days you'd like to work on your tasks, it does require more effort, but will set you up for success in the long run. So my advice is if a task doesn't have a strict deadline, um, is to use due dates to basically set your intention about when you'd like to work on that task. So for example, um, or it's, it's just the date you're going to, to work on it. It's not necessarily, I have to have it done by this day. It's just like, yeah, I want to do it on Wednesday. So if your task manager supports it, try setting a start date as well. This is actually something you can do in Asana. So for example, if you have a big task that's going to take a few days to complete, you may set the start date on a Wednesday and the due date as a Friday, meaning you have a few days to complete the work. That's something that's really useful that some task managers will let you do as well. Number three, the third mistake is not planning enough time to actually do the work. Um, and this kind of flows on from the previous previous mistake really well. So a lot of people run into issues when they don't plan enough time to work on their, to do the tasks. Um, again, I think it's the result of lazy task management and to overcome this, it's worth taking a few extra seconds when you think, when you create that task to basically try and estimate how long a task will take to complete. And it is just an estimate, um, but depending on your task manager, you could add like a tag or a field to the task to budget a number of hours that it's going to take. Now, people ask me like, how long should I budget? Well, obviously, you know, certain tasks are going to be easier to budget than others, like recording this podcast, for example. I know that writing my post and recording this roughly takes me a couple of hours each week. Um, so for those type of repeating tasks, it's pretty straightforward. For new tasks or things where you don't really have any idea, it's best to try and budget more time than you think you need. So I'll often think, well, this might take an hour, but I'll give myself 90 minutes just to be sure. And as I've talked about many times before, time blocking is a great way to do this. So by putting tasks on your calendar and actually blocking out time for them uh, is, is really powerful And you because it forces you to decide when you're going to do certain tasks and how long to spend on them as well. So number four, the fourth mistake, is planning to do too much at once. Uh, big one, very common. So along with, yeah, misusing your task list, this is another reason or another mistake that results in a very bloated and messy to-do list. Uh, books like Essentialism and The One Thing, and I have uh, links to summaries of each of those books in my post, uh, these books emphasize the importance of focusing your time and energy on fewer things. Rather than diluting your time and energy across thing, uh, many things and doing them half as well, you should focus your effort on a few things, like one or two things, and do them really, really well. Like I said at the start, to-do lists start out with the best of intentions, but it's very easy to overcommit and plan to do too much. Instead, you should try and be more selective about what goes on your task list in the first thing, in the first place. Uh, not everything deserves your time or has to get done. So for me, in my case, if I put something on my task list, there's like a 90 to 95% chance it'll get done. That's sort of how sacred it is to me. It's like, if I'm going to do it on here, I've pretty much decided I'm going to do it. It's just a case of when. And then number five, the final mistake, is leaving tasks overdue. This is a mistake I see all the time and I just cannot figure it out why people would do this. Um, but when tasks don't get completed by a certain day, they're now overdue. But they often just get left abandoned and just left on your list as an overdue task. And it only adds to the mess and makes us feel guilty for not doing the work. Um, it's pretty easy for tasks to go overdue, either because like something urgent came up that meant we couldn't do the task, or maybe there just wasn't enough time. So either way, now that the task is overdue, you need to replan and decide how you're gonna catch up, how you're gonna fix this. And you can't plan your time around a date that's in the past, so leaving it overdue is pointless. So you, my advice is to reschedule the task for the next day or the next week, whenever you decide, and work out how you're going to get it done. But the point is updating that date. Don't leave it overdue.
Uh, this is something I do as part of my end of day routine. So if there's stuff still on my list I just didn't get a chance to do, before I go uh, and leave for the day, I will look at those tasks and I will update the due dates and create a new plan. And so those are my five mistakes or the five common mistakes I've found and some strategies for keeping your task list a lot cleaner, a lot more minimal. If you follow this advice, I think it will be a lot easier to maintain an organized to-do list that actually helps you rather than becomes a chore to manage. So let me know your comments, thoughts, feedback. If you have any um, to share, please head on over to the show notes, paulminers.com slash 165. I always love hearing from you. Uh, hopefully this has been useful. Thanks for listening. And I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast. Thank you for listening to the Paul Miners podcast. Two quick things before I sign off. Firstly, if you enjoyed this episode or if you have any feedback for me, I would love it if you could leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps me to improve the show and it helps the show to get discovered by more people so I can help more people out there. The second thing is if you want to connect with me in person, you, beca- you can become a VIP member of my website. Head to paulminers.com VIP where you will be able to join my private Slack community and attend bi-weekly group mastermind calls. This has to be one of my favorite times of the week when it comes up is attending these group calls. The community is full of like-minded, productive, self-employed people, full-time workers. We have a real good mix of people in there. And I have to say, I have made fantastic friends with the people in this group. So if you want to join the community and connect with me and the other awesome members, sign up at paulminers.com VIP. One more time, thank you very much for listening and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners podcast.